Ghosts, specters, whatever you want to call them, they've been around for thousands of years. Apparently she died from a tooth infection in one of the upstairs rooms in the house. As in the locations they haunt. History of a Haunting podcast tells you all about these famous, infamous, and almost famous locations. And why they became terrifying places to visit. Grab a glass of wine and settle in with your hosts, Archie. I mean, that was definitely the wrong thing to do. And Carrie. Nobody asked for it, Carrie. Nobody fucking asked for it. But hey, my podcast, and I'll say what I fucking want. (laughs) Two people just winging it in life and this podcast. So enjoy this week's episode of History of a Haunting. Hey everybody, welcome to the next episode of History of a Haunting. Hi guys, how are you? They don't answer. Oh, oh, right. <laughs> Sorry. It's a radio show. Uh, call in, let us know, how are you doing? Yeah, sure. Sure, why not? Let us let us know how that works out for you. <laughs> I'll wait here and I won't say another word until you call. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Hi guys, welcome to History of a Haunting. I am Carrie. I am Archie. And we are stupid um well yeah i mean that's just a given <laughs> I, I mean they're still listening so they know oh, yeah. i mean they already know they're still here they're still here uh so yes welcome to this week's episode of history of a haunting today we are going to be taking you to gloucestershire uk and the ancient ram inn but as always before we get started we've got a couple of Announcements, updates that we like to call Endless Vocal Prattles or EVPs. Um, The first one that I want to uh, start with really is just a quick recap. So last week we kind of zipped through the episode of James Dean's car because I was on my way to Globe, Arizona to investigate the haunted 1910 jail, um, which was... Uh, one of the Gila County jails here in Arizona. And um, it was, well, Arch, it didn't disappoint. No, no, no. I was no. texting Archie during the investigation. And um, what what were some of your thoughts to some of the texts that I sent? Pretty freaking bizarre. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it, it was, it didn't disappoint at all. Uh, with the From the minute we started like unloading all of the equipment and bringing it into the building, we were hearing whispers and shuffling footsteps and, and things like that. It was uh, giggles and thumps and bumps and, you know, all that haunting stuff that you expect. Um, it, it really didn't disappoint. Uh, it was an amazing location. Uh, something touched my face, which is something I probably will never get over in my entire life. Yeah, I know that's a deal breaker for you. Yeah, it is. Um, but I want to go back. So not quite a deal breaker, but at least I, I will be more prepared. Um, we did catch a bunch of EVPs on video. And Tony, who um, is one of the co-owners of EVPI, he still has what he says is weeks of EVP recordings that he has to go through because there was just so much. Wow. So you have heard... Some of them. Uh, yes, you did share a couple of those with me. Yes, and Tony also posted some of them um, to EVPI's page. And uh, uh, basically, one of them said my name. And either Carrie's in here or Carrie's in trouble. To which another entity said, who cares? 
Uh, so I already have. I already don't have fans at this place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it was it was amazing and and, and wonderful, and we're going to share um, much more um, of the EVPs and video with our Patreons, uh, along with photos and things like that. Um, in the one of the videos that he caught, he uh, catches a, a shadow, like an arm reaching out of one of the cells. Oh but yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw that on the video that he shared. Mm-mm. Yeah, it was pretty. <clears throat> Uh, alarming to say the least. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I give uh, <laughs> the 1910 jail in uh, Globe, Arizona. I give that about a four out of five bananas. Wow. Yeah. Um, that's a lot of bananas. That's a lot of bananas. It, it, it's a lot of bananas. Um, but it was it was a it, amazing place, and we are going to be doing an episode on it in the future. So yeah, that's that's kind of. Um, one of the EVPs that I wanted to cover. The other one that I wanted to cover, I, I thought was really interesting. So um, on one of the breaks while we were having to recharge like all of the batteries and everything, we were outside and Tony and I were talking about the flashlight game, which is something that I think in a number of episodes that we have recorded, we have talked about different paranormal groups going into locations and playing the flashlight game. Mm-hmm. Um, I do believe it was Trans Allegheny. Uh, where the ghost of the little girl Lily, she is a fan of the flashlight game, and they play that often with her. However, I did find out from Tony that the flashlight game is actually not a legitimate um, uh, method of investigation that most paranormal investigators use. It is rigged, essentially. Oh, um, basically, it's it's um, the flashlight where like the end twists off. And you twist it off just enough so that it still touches and the heat that builds up inside oh. the flashlight can cause it to turn on and off. If you untwist it so that mm-hmm. back battery part barely touches the battery. So I thought that was really interesting um, that it's actually not a legitimate t- technique that, that paranormal investigators use. So I definitely wanted to bring that up and, and let everybody know um if if you guys are thinking about going and doing your own paranormal investigations, I know that Archie and I are, but um, that's not actually something that is um, a, a real reliable thing. source mm. of of communication with spirits and entities in locations. So I thought that was pretty fascinating. I'm like, I'm going to have to tell everybody at the podcast. So, um, yeah, those are really the only two EVPs that I had. Uh, like I said, all of the evidence and, and the, the really juicy bits that we caught at the jail, we will be releasing to our Patreons. So please join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash H-O-A-H podcast. This um, information and this evidence that we caught will be available to all Patreons at all donor levels. We have two, a $2 Cheers Clink level and a $5 Archie, or no, uh, it's named after Archie, uh, $5 team snort laugh level. So yeah, that's speaking of Patreon, this week's episode is to our Patreon of the week. My sister, Amy. Yes. Who is a brand new Patreon. So I'm wondering if we announce people's birthdays on the ep- on the show, then do they become Patreons? Because we got a lot of birthdays. So we got Jennifer, who's a Patreon. Oh, right. Uh, her birthday was yesterday, which we're recording. Or not yesterday, but it was Friday. So the 21st of August was Jennifer's. 
um, and uh, Q. His birthday is coming up. Oh, uh, he's Patreon. Oh, so yeah, we've got some birthdays coming up. So if we oh, give wow. you a shout out, will you like become a Patreon? Because we totally do that. <laughs> I mean, for sure. <laughs> we have no scruples. None at all. No shame. We don't care. We'll do it. <laughs> what do you want us to do? We'll do it. Just pay us. Wait, that's a wait. wow. Wow, that took a turn. Okay. That took a turn. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's really all I had. Yay, Amy. Uh, thank you so much for joining Patreon. We certainly do appreciate you and your generosity. So without any further ado, here is the standing ovation for Amy and our Patreon of the week. Yay! Yay! Why didn't you clap? Uh, I don't know. Yay! <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why'd you stop clapping? <laughs> Goodness. Because we're already 30 minutes into this. Oh, interview. good. Okay, great. I'm kidding. No. <laughs> All right. Um, it's 35. It's 35. Let's just be honest <laughs> with the folks. Okay, so today we are doing um, the Ancient Ram Inn in Gloucestershire, UK. Um, this is another one where it's kind of like Skinwalker Ranch and some of the other episodes that we've done where the hauntings pretty much start the minute the history does. So Archie and I are going to be telling you guys the story and just sort of bouncing back and forth. Um, and if anybody has any questions, raise your hand. We'll try to get to as soon as we can. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. Well, uh, to start off, I'm going to be calling on Aaron because I don't know if the Ancient Ram Inn is in Gloucestershire or Gloucestershire. I'm here to tell you it's Gloucestershire. 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 That's how they pronounced it when I was actually in England. So oh, well, I don't actually think Aaron has me. been to England. Uh, but I have, and it was Gloucestershire. Okay. Well. <laughs> don't you feel special? I mean, I really do. <laughs> I really do. Okay, sorry. Go on. The information I gathered was found on Astonishing Legends, Travel Awaits, The Ghost Hunt UK, Haunted Britain, and TheBohemianBlog.com with supporting research from Wikipedia and AllThat'sInteresting.com. Wow, okay. All right, so I'm going to start because it's highlighted in blue and I actually wrote the script, so (laughs) the blue part is mine. Uh, <laughs> so it has been called okay again arch i'm gonna ask i already know the answer but let's give it to the listeners have you ever heard of this place no i have not okay shocker i mean shocker but <laughs> not a shocker okay so it has been called the most haunted house in britain um though how somebody might actually like measure, rank, or quantify such a thing is um, unknown. Uh, well, just every, because every place we visit is listed as the most haunted location mm-hmm. in XXX. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, however, at, there are countless stories of ghostly sightings at the Ancient Ram Inn. And also, sidebar, uh, when we say ancient, this place is fucking ancient. Oh, yeah. It's super old. Um so there are a number of countless stories of ghostly sightings. Um, worse, that there are actually tales of forceful interference, physical assault by entities, 
and even demonic rape at this little Gloucestershire pub. Um, Charming. Yeah, we're going to get into some um, pretty uh, uncomfortable topics, I think. Um, uh, A little bit. Yeah, so, you know, just swap the wine for rum or tequila and... and Okay, say say no more. (laughs) Dive right into this terrifying nonsense with us. Here we go. All right, Arch, you're up. The ancient ram inn possesses a genuinely chilling aura, not to mention a reputation that is so menacing that many local people won't even walk past it at night. Mm -hmm. One of England's oldest inns, it can be found in the village of Watton Under Edge, about 40 minutes from Bristol. Watton Under Edge. Okay, you can just say the big fancy words now. Okay. (laughs) Bristol was right, though. Oh, good. (laughs) Glad I'm doing something right. (laughs) You're off to the races, go. (laughs) The ancient Ram Inn has a rather interesting past with multiple former, quote, lives to tell. Before the building's construction in 1145, really fucking old. Really, really old. The site was home to a multi-millennia pagan burial ground that lies on the ley lines, which trace directly back to the ancient and mysterious site of Stonehenge. This connection gives rise to legend that the strange paranormal happenings documented on the property relate to its unique past. Before I start my portion, I've also been to Stonehenge. That, that, that's it. That's all. Oh, I'm sure it's not. <laughs> so, picture it. We get on a tour bus. Picture it. Lay lines. 11.45. <laughs> Okay, so I didn't know what ley lines were, did you? I, I did. Oh, did you? Mm-hmm. I had no idea. I thought they were like L-A-Y lines. I think when I texted you, I was like, find out what ley lines are. <laughs> or is it L-E-Y? I don't know. I remember. Yes. Um, so basically, ley lines are lines that crisscross around the globe, like um, latitudinal and longitudinal lines that are kind of dotted with monuments, natural landforms, things like that. That carry along with them rivers of supernatural energy. Well, that static was interesting. That was new. So apparently along these lines, at the places that they intersect, there are pockets of concentrated energy that can be harnessed by certain individuals. So I'm guessing psychic mediums or people that are like very sensitive, mm, people mm-hmm. that are clairvoyant, clairaudient, that kind of thing. Right. Okay. Um, so as for their supernatural component, the ley lines mystery deepens when it's revealed what they connect, which I thought was fascinating. Oh yeah. So along the ley lines are actually the great pyramids of Giza. Okay. Now you might need to help me with all of this. Chichen Itza. Chichen Itza. Oh wow. Okay. And Stonehenge. Now that one I got. <laughs> <laughs> Well, because you've been there. I mean, I've been there. (laughs) I'll post pictures on all of our social media. I'm kidding. I won't. Anyway, all of these things are wonders of the world that actually continue to surprise archaeologists today. Uh, Perhaps their presence on the ley lines near to the so-called energy pockets could explain their inceptions, all of which have kind of defied the laws of architecture at the time. So, like, for example, Stonehenge is... What, over 3,000 years old? Oh, at least. And the stone, from what I've read, the stone that the stones are made of was found in, like, Wales, and nowhere near where Stonehenge is actually at. Mm. So, 
How did they get them there? How did, how they, did that? How did they cut them? How did they move them? Exactly. How did they stack one on top of the other? Because it's almost right. like, in fact, when we were there uh, on our trip to Stonehenge, <laughs> um, <laughs> Koi mentioned at the time he was like, "They're kind of like Legos, and they are." So, like the the tall standing blocks have like a bump on the top, and then the wider, like almost like the T shaped blocks that mm-hmm. would go down on have a divot in them so it all fits together. so it all fits together it's fascinating especially when you think that it's over three thousand years old mm-hmm. um so three thousand year old lego pieces who knew who knew i mean really lego has been around a long time <laughs> anyway well as i said before it is purported that the inn is built on top of an ancient pagan burial ground Although that claim is a bit more difficult to prove, uh, nevertheless, when construction finished in 1145, it was primarily used by priests to house workers and slaves who helped build the impressive St. Mary's Church. Oh, okay. Streams on the grounds had to be diverted around the church's site, which, according to many, opened the portal for the dark energy once used in the rituals performed by the pagans in the area. So they built a church... And they wanted it on a spe- such a specific place that they diverted the streams in its way around Around it. Wow, yeah. okay. All right. Again, after the Masons and other workers and slaves moved out, the house became home to a priest. Much later, it was made into an inn and a public house. Oh, okay, wow. Yeah. I'm still stuck on this like specificity of this church location needing to have streams and rivers... Or, or diverted, stream, diverted around, around it. it. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. Um, so apparently, one of the most infamous permanent residents at the ancient Ram Inn is a witch from the 15th century who um, had made a room in the inn her home for several months. Um, apparently, before she could leave the inn, she was found out and turned into authorities because, you know, witch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, despite, or no, I'm sorry, despite attempting to dodge the stake, she was actually discovered and taken out to the front of the inn and burned at it. Which, why was, I mean, cleanse and purge with fire. Like, I get it because they burned, it wasn't just witches, but like heretics and stuff like that in England. They also burned at the stake because they felt that fire could cleanse people of their sins. So I guess I get it, but still what a horrific, horrific, horrific way to to kill somebody anyway um apparently her spirit remains angry to this day which yeah no you can't really blame (laughs) (laughs) and um those who to this day again visit her suspected chambers often leave with scratches or burns um others report smelling smoke or even burning flesh i don't even know how people would know what burning flesh smells like but i guess it's just an assumption for us at I this guess, point. I mean, I guess so. Um, I did, uh, it did... Ghost Adventures did visit the Ancient Ram Inn, and they did an episode on it, which I did watch. Um, and they did catch an EVP of who they believe is this witch saying, I'm special. And interestingly enough, it was in an English accent. So I can, find it interesting. Can, what? can you do that distinct accent? Me? Yeah, with I'm special. Uh No. I can't. But you've been there. I have been there. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm i not like Madonna oh. in that I adopt 
the accent oh, of it. Shots fired at Madonna. Well, I <laughs> I can't just adopt the accent of a country that I go to, like Madonna, or um, apparently it's coming out. No, Meg- Meghan Markle has also adopted this. Uh, a darling British oh. accent. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do that. So, sorry. Shots fired at Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> like she's going to hear it. Uh, she listens. Does she? Not anymore, but I mean, you know, before this. (laughs) Well, apparently the high priestess is also a particular scary sight. A few people have reported to be awoken by the sound of a woman chanting Mm -mm. to look at the bottom of their beds and see a woman in white religious robes looking down on them, arms raised in the air and chanting in some strange language. Goodbye. If that's not bad enough for you... There's... It is. Stop talking. Oh. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Okay, if that's not bad enough, there also seems to be a succubus, which is a kind of demon with a strange hobby of pinning people to the beds at night. Would you like to tell Thank us more you. about yes. a succubus? <laughs> Archie gave me this part. <laughs> so, a succubus... <clears throat> at Devi... Oh, wow. Do you want me to read this part? <laughs> no. <laughs> Have you ever heard of a succubus and an incubus before? Yes. You have heard of them. And, and I don't just, mean Incubus the band. No, not the band. And also, not just only on Charmed. I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's funny you said that, because my mom just watched that episode. Oh! The other day. <laughs> so, <laughs> basically, a succubus is a demon or a supernatural entity in folklore. That's key to point out. Mm. Um that is in female form. And this entity appears in dreams to seduce men, usually through sexual activity. Take that where you're gonna. <laughs> really only the one place to take it, but, you know. Yeah. Sure. Uh, according to religious traditions, repeated sexual activity with a succubus can cause poor physical or mental health and even death. Um, in modern representations, apparently, a succubus is often depicted as a beautiful seductress or enchantress, looking probably similar to Alyssa Milano, <laughs> <laughs> rather than as a demonic or frightening and attacking figure assaulting them. So, the male counterpart to the succubus is the incubus. Now, um, <laughs> there's a little bit more to explain with this one. So, apparently, according to the Malleus Maleficarum, or the Witch's Hammer... Very nice. Thank you! uh, Which was written by Heinrich Kramer uh, in 1486. I mean, good read for 1486, if you ask me. If you ask me. Um, Basically, succubi collect semen from men that they seduce, uh, and then incubi, or male demons then use the semen to impregnate human females, uh, basically explaining how demons could apparently sire children despite the traditional belief that they were incapable of reproduction. Um, Children that were created or um, conceived in this way, also known as cambions, were supposed to be those that were born deformed or more susceptible to supernatural influences. Um, If that's the case... And then a lot of us are <laughs> products of succubi and incubi. Mm, which, very, yes. <laughs> I mean, wow. Okay. According, according to this. According yeah. to this, a lot of us are not of this earth. 
um, so this particular book does not actually address why a human female impregnated with the semen of a human male would not produce a regular human offspring, but it is believed that the the semen um, could have been altered before being transferred to the female host because it, keep in mind it was obtained by a demon. Mm-hmm. So, um, however, in some lore, the child is born deformed because the conception was unnatural. Interestingly enough is that even King James of, you know, King James Bible, mm-hmm. um, in his d- dissertation titled Demonology, it actually refutes the possibility for angelic entities to reproduce instead, offer, and it instead offered a suggestion that a devil would carry out two methods of impregnating women. The first, to steal the sperm out of a dead man and deliver it into a woman. Fucking no! <laughs> what? Jesus. This is all... It's all crazy ass shit. It really is. Um, but you have to think for just a second that this they believe this back in the, those days. Yeah, yeah, they I did. Mean, Offering no other explanation. This is what you get. This is, yes. Um, so, uh, it goes on to say that if a demon could extract the semen quickly, the substance could not be instantly transported to a female host, causing it to go cold. This explains his view that the succubi and the incubi were the same demonic demonic entity, only to be described differently based on the tormented sexes being conversed with. Um, so essentially, it was the same demonic entity that could change. Or just presented its itself differently, right? A, a female succubus to obtain the semen, hang on to it, and then transform into an incubus, a male demon to insert it into the. When did this become a sex I talk? don't know, but this is really awkward. Ancient sex ed topic. <laughs> anyway. Sorry, guys. Anyway. Um, that's just the first method. Let's talk about the second method. <laughs> Good God. Uh, the second method was the idea that a dead body could be possessed by a devil, causing it to rise and have sexual relations with others. Uh, however, there is no mention of a female corpse being possessed to elicit sex from men. Oh. Which, okay. okay. But it does it does kind of lead me to think about, you know, that woman that was in the news recently who said that she was engaged to a ghost and they had sex every night and it was wonderful and amazing. And then, like, a few months later, she was like, um, yeah, we called the engagement off because he just couldn't stop cheating on me. Oh, God. And I'm like, are you talking about an incubus? Like, is that really a thing? Like, is this something you're actually talking about here? Um, anyway, yeah. So that's that's Carrie brings you demonic sex ed. Archie, what do you have? (laughs) Well, in the field of medicine, there is some belief that the stories relating to encounters with succubi bear resemblance to the contemporary phenomenon of people reporting alien abductions, which has been ascribed (laughs) to the condition known as sleep paralysis. It is therefore suggested that historical accounts of people experiencing encounters with succubi may rather have been symptoms of sleep paralysis with the hallucination of the said creatures coming from their contemporary culture. Furthermore, the experience of nocturnal emissions, or wet dreams, may explain the sexual aspect of the phenomenon. So there's like a demon just hanging out there waiting for your nocturnal emissions? Pretty much. That's going to be the most boring demonic job ever. All right, you. Right. You're going to be an incubi or a succubi. You wait for, you collect their nocturnal emissions. 
How did bad did you have to fuck fucking up? Fucking boring. Mm-hmm. Well, just go find a teenager. That happened four or five times a night. You'll be busy you as won't fuck. Be able to keep up. <laughs> 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 but uh, John Humphreys bought the place in the late 1960s to preserve it from destruction. The first night he stayed on the property, he says he met the spirits that make the ancient ram in one of the most haunted spots in England. He claims that demonic forces grabbed him by the arm and dragged him across the room from his bed. Since that time, he's found evidence of ritual sacrifices and devil worship on the inn's grounds. There is a lot of speculation around this location as to why it is so haunted. Over the years, the Humphreys family has found a lot of demonic demonic uh, here we go again Aaron write that down (laughs) demonic artifacts and strange sights inside after moving in and the family noticed the strange activity it did not take them long to find a goat's hoof 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 lodged behind I mean that's a basic English like American English word (laughs) (laughs) hoof 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 lodged behind a break chimney (laughs) Soon after, they began to find other tributes to the devil, such as mummified animals, daggers that looked as if they had been used, and jars full of strange objects and liquids. One looked like a human finger. This reminds me of the Crescent Hotel and how that creepy doctor was promising people that he could cure cancer mm, mm-hmm. and then like not that long ago, they found these those jars of like buried on the grounds of the hotel. Right. That, that's what this reminds me of. Um, and then the episode of Ghost Adventures, they interview this John Humphreys and he shows them all the stuff that they found. And, oh, that yeah. he found. And he shows them like, like where up in this corner of this fireplace, he like, they had hit it. It was really, really creepy. Hmm. Really creepy. Well, all of this is an easy cause for whatever is happening here was the pagan burial grounds found by John. After digging it up, he discovered children's bones in the dozens and silver daggers. They believe this is directly linked to pagan rituals and child sacrifice. Enthusiasts have visited, and simply even using their hands to sift through the earth, they have found shards of bone. Enthusiasts. Enthusiasts. That's a terrible word to describe it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. Demonic rituals and sacrifices? Oh, I'm all in. Let's go. Children's bones? Let's do this. <laughs> that's kind of what enthusiast, that's kind of what it makes it sound like. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so um, have you heard of the television program Most Haunted? I have not. So you then haven't seen any of these? No. No. Oh, the frustration in your voice. Jesus Christ. Oh, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the bridge in my nose. Okay. So, the television program Most Haunted actually did an episode at the Ancient Ram. And um, apparently the team has a resident spirit medium by the name of Derek Acora. Um, this particular individual was, I guess, possessed by an entity that uh, told the team to visit the barn. That's not good. Mm. Yeah. So then, of course, they all, like, trek to the barn. Scramble to the barn. Let's go to the barn. (laughs) This entity said we should go there. Let's do it. 
Um, <laughs> I, I can't honestly say I wouldn't be one of the people that wins. <laughs> like I talk, like again, I talk a good game, but I'll do it. It's fine. <laughs> anyway, in this barn, beneath these ancient beams in the barn, one of the presenters was apparently um, attacked by an invisible force that threw him to the floor before it then proceeded to beat and kick him. Um, in the program's conclusion, they offered the attack as proof of physical manifestation, except that they didn't show the the person then having any bruises or any kind of other physical evidence of the attack. Um, nevertheless, uh, this actually wasn't the first time that visitors to this barn on the property had experienced, experienced similar attacks. Apparently, one 18-year-old ghost hunter had previously claimed to be thrown to the floor by an unseen force, and John himself, again, the owner of the inn, um, has seen strange lights here and there in the barn. Uh, he's also claimed to have been pinned against the wall while the dividing curtains were torn apart. Um, there was once a father and son team uh, who fled the space after witnessing, quote, a ghost rising from the floor, while a tall seven-foot shadow has been sighted rushing through the barn and out the door. Oh, so it's not just, I mean, and I guess it makes sense if the whole place is a pagan burial ground, it makes sense that there's, it's not just the inn that's having mm-hmm. activity. So it makes sense that there's other, like other buildings on the site are, are as well. Well, and again, John Humphreys, who has owned the inn for several decades, said before his death again and again that the bishop's room was the most haunted part of an already very haunted inn. It is said to be home to an astonishing nine different entities. Yeah, yeah. The most popular among these apparitions are a long-dead bouncer and his dog standing guard at the door, a man in a hooded robe believed to be a monk, and a woman hanging from the ceiling. Yeah, that would be horrible to see. I believe that. That would be absolutely horrible. Visitors often report inexplicable mist, orbs, and light as inhabiting this room, forming before their very eyes. Back in 1999, Mark and Julie Hunt, the same ghost hunters who photographed a pillar of mist on the staircase, reported extreme cold spots inside the room, watching dancing lights that resembled fireflies, and even, (laughs) even catching an image of a hooded figure behind the dressing table. Not so pretty. John claims that tame dogs have suddenly attacked their owners in the room. Oh, shit. And that two investigators who spent a night here later had to visit a vicar in order to be exercised. Oh, <laughs> Wow, that went from, ah, a man and his dog, to, I need to be exercised. Wait, that, <laughs> right. That, that took a sharp turn quickly. <laughs> wow. Um, according to some, the Weaver's Attic is haunted by the ghost of an innkeeper's daughter who apparently was murdered here in the loft sometime in the 1500s and um, was named by one visiting medium as Elizabeth. Now, the ghost club claimed to have photographed... Photographed? Wow, that's impressive. (laughs) I never photograph off. (laughs) I mean, certainly not in public. (laughs) Okay. Uh, let's give Erin a minute to collect herself. <laughs> <laughs> let's all bow our heads in a moment for Erin. All right. You got it, honey? All right. Here we go. <laughs> the Ghost Club claim to have photographed 
mysterious myths on their visit to the attic, as well as registering abnormalities in electromagnetic frequencies. Um, again, EMF detector, if there's spikes, there's generally a baseline in a room. If mm-hmm. there's spikes, it's typically indicative of a presence. Um, another team of ghost hunters reported the sound of a dog panting. I, I, that might be okay with me. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I hear it all the time in my right. own home anyway, so I really don't know as I think anything of it. Um, the most haunted team, meanwhile, um, upon entering the attic space, they broke into hysterics when their camera gear malfunctioned and spirit medium Derek Akora again became possessed by a vengeful presence. Um, <laughs> broke into hysterics. I I do have to say, I think that is um, something that you, you don't want to do if you want to be considered a serious paranormal investigator. Mm, probably not. I do admit that when that thing at the 1910 jail last weekend in Globe, when it touched my face, I wanted to break out into hysterics. But I didn't because I wanted Tony and Cherie to invite me on more investigations. (laughs) So I purposely was like, just be calm. Just be calm. Cherie, could you take a look with the camera at my face? Is there like a bug on my face? Or can you see somebody standing behind me? Like I, I, I purposely controlled the urge to break out into hysterics. <laughs> well, I am quite impressed and proud of you for Thank that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, when asked why he's never left the place, John replied with, this is my home. I won't let them scare me out of my home. I mean, that's fair. But I mean, this is pretty terrifying shit. Far from avoiding spiritual interference, though, it appears the Humphreys family has done everything they can to welcome it into their lives. Aside from Um, his wife leaving him and his children being estranged for many years. Okay, wow. John passed away in 2017. Caroline Humphreys, John Humphreys' daughter, now has possession of the ancient Ram Inn and has given invitations to archaeologists to study its unique history. That's pretty impressive. The hotel remains open to visitors. Most are paranormal tourists who test their mettle by staying overnight. I don't know if I could stay overnight. I don't think I could, too. And apparently the bishop's room is a hot request. Yeah, I would imagine. Isn't that, that's when you said there was nine mm-hmm. entities in it? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, <laughs> in closing, uh, the former bishop of Gloucestershire, where the inn is located, this man has actually said that the ancient Ram Inn was, quote, the most evil place I have ever had the misfortune to visit. That's saying something. That's pretty heavy. That's pretty wild, yes. So that's the Ancient Ram Inn, guys. Um, If you haven't had the opportunity to watch any TV episodes about it, you can can find all of these on on YouTube. Um, Again, I watched the Ghost Adventures episode about it. And of course, Zach was, you know, Zach, and he invited a white witch to come to the, the house and oh, open up a gateway. God, what an idiot. And she refused to do it, but she did show them how. And she was like, if you want to do it, you can do it. I'm not doing it, but you can, and here's how. <laughs> wow. Um, so, yeah. Uh, you know. Oh, Zach. <laughs> oh, yeah. Zach. Oh, Zach, you... You silly scamp. You scamp. <laughs> Get over here, you crazy lunatic. Come open this portal. <laughs> anyway, I like it. I think it's, it's fascinating. I definitely would like to go visit it, but during the day, and that's about it. 
<laughs> um, I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't necessarily want to go places where a demonic entity is a, is a pretty certain, you know what I mean? A regular guest. A regular guest or something that could actually be there. I mm. know that there's a lot of folks that don't believe in that. Um, I am not one of them. I, I definitely believe in angels and in demons. And um, I, I don't know as I, I would want to spend a whole lot of time, certainly not open up a portal in a place that demons have been known since 1145. Right. Um, to frequent. You know, mm-hmm. uh, maybe this is just a pub that we pop in and have a beer or a, an ale, a pint, a pint. Um, I know how to say Gloucestershire, but I don't know how they serve their beer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Uh, <laughs> maybe we just do that and, you know, feel the weirdness and then be like, thank you for your time. Bye bye. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I really on our way to Stonehenge. Got to follow this ley line. Got to follow the ley line to the next crazy place. Uh, I don't know as I could spend the night in a in a place that was known for demonic uh, entities. Mm. For sure. Fair enough. Ghosts. Okay. Why not? Ghosts. Uh, succubus? Incubus? No. Thank you. <laughs> because I'm almost positive not one of them fucking looks like Alyssa Milano. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah. That okay. was... Okay. Yeah. What'd you think? It was, it was good. It was fun to put together. It was. Yeah. It was a crazy... It's a crazy place. Um... So yeah, that's that's it, guys. Do you have any right. last minute like wrap up EVPs to share with the folks? Uh, not that I'm aware of. No, I don't really either. Mm-mm. Just our regular. Where can we be found? Yep, our regular. Where can we be found? We can be found on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, L at H O A H podcast. If you have any location suggestions, you have any experiences at any of the locations we've covered. Uh, if you've been to the Ancient Ram Inn, we definitely want to hear from you. <laughs> so you can um, send us a message through our website at, at uh, hoahpodcast.com or email us at, you guessed it, hoahpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, <laughs> other than that, uh, yeah, that's it. That's all we got. We all will right. be back next week with a, another really wonderful location as we make our way to our countdown to our one-year anniversary episode. Oh, boy. Yeah. Are you excited? Uh, Like, you sound like you're so thrilled. No, I know you're going to make me cry, so I'm not really excited about that. I am, but in a happy tears, not, you fucking suck, and why do we do this, and you blah blah. I'm not going to, like, make you, like, be mean. Oh, I'm sure I can turn it into that. (laughs) Great. All right, stay tuned for our anniversary episode where we fight for real for real. Anyway, bye guys. We love you. We're so appreciative of you. And uh, yeah, hit us up on all the social media. Yeah, for sure. And take care of yourselves. Yes, because you never know who or Or what what is is watching. watching. Bye guys.